What up, y'all? We want to thank y'all for tuning in to episode 11 of Case Rotation. Once again, my name is Box Jetson. And I'm Spanisha Simone. Simone. It gets, the, it gets longer each time. It does. <laughs> so, yeah, man. It is the lovely third week of this beautiful year we got going. Is it? January is going by fast. Yeah, January is moving along with 2018. We're almost... <laughs> you one of those people? Yeah, 2018? Almost, oh, it's almost 2018. Yeah, 2018 almost <laughs> over, bro. I mean, it does feel like it's moving fast already. I'm not going to say it's almost over for real, but it is. It's, it's moving by a little bit. Isn't that hilarious? Those people who are like, oh, yeah, January was like a trial month. And my 2018 starts in February. <laughs> and so. then you're just going to keep pushing it back. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> 2019 is my year for sure. My friend already said that, though. My boy Scott on Twitter. Oh, he already gave up? Yeah, like, the first day <laughs> in. It's January 1st. He like, man, I effed up already. 2019 is mine for sure. <laughs> I'm like, bro, Ooh. you only lost one day. I'm going to say, you got the whole year. You still have time. Yeah, shout out to Scott Carnith, man. Shout out to Mod Pizza. I'm Holding going it down over at Tomich High. I'm going through my favorites. And today, Box decided what we were going to have for lunch. Because that's always like the biggest struggle in our relationship is what we're going to eat. No, I always know, typically, <laughs> okay. she doesn't want the things that I want. That sounds good. But we never know what we want to eat. And he always makes me decide. No, she be- doesn't know. <laughs> you see how she keeps trying to group me in it? I do understand we're one. We're a unit. We're a package we don't at make, this point. We make twin but decisions. I, as a twin, <laughs> I make decisions. You don't like them, and then we don't go with them. As a individual, I make decisions. But as twins, you never like the decisions that I make. I like the decision you made today. I was giving you a shout-out on your Actually, decision. Actually, you chose Oh, I did. Today. So I make really good decisions. You did make a good choice today. We, well. Today. T- <laughs> today. <laughs> today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I decided, Spanisha, I decided to go to Mod Pizza. If you haven't been to Mod Pizza, you should try it. And it was milkshake day. So we got a free milkshake on top of two free coupons. I mean, two coupons for two free pizzas. Yeah, so it really came out. We essentially got two two big pizzas. Yeah. With two milkshakes for seven eighty seven or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly how much it was. And I felt bad because I had my pizza looking all healthy and good. I had the vegan cheese, and then we get up there. He's talking about some free milkshakes. I'm like, man, I didn't even want the free milkshake. The only reason I got it was because if you post a picture of the milkshake. Oh, yeah, I left that part out. Yeah, (laughs) you post a picture of that milkshake. I guess it was shake day, and they'll give you a coupon for a free pizza. So that's why I did it. But the milkshake was worth it. It was really good. It it was so fresh. They had real strawberries in it. The milkshake. I had a chocolate milkshake, but nonetheless. I felt bad about drinking it, but I didn't (laughs) after I finished it. (laughs) It was good. Um, So, yeah, Mod's a great place, and milkshakes are great, too. And who doesn't want a free one, even when it's, like, so much snow outside? Yeah. Um, I think cold treats taste better in the cold. You're going to have to be alone on that one. Speaking of which, shout out to my dog, Rashad Mosley, for being... That was a good segue! (laughs) For being a young black CEO. Um, He recently just opened up this spot called Ice Cream Rollery. It's over on East Broad Street, kind of close to Mount Carmel East. It's like in that... On the same street. (laughs) It's probably like half a mile up the road. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's not what I'd say it was by, but... That, that works. But it's like a, the, a landmark that okay. everybody's kind of familiar with. But, yeah, he just opened it up over on East Broad um, where, you know, essentially they put all of your ice cream on a freeze plate and they roll it up into ice cream rolls, essentially. <laughs> like, I mean, it's really no other way to describe it. And it tastes a lot more light mm-hmm. than, like, your standard ice cream. And I love the way that he had it set up. You could – a little story about Rashad. He used to work with me at Children's Hospital until he went over to Puerto Rico and discovered, like, hmm, rolled ice cream. We don't have much of that in the States. Let me go ahead and try to bring that back. And he did it, man. He, you know, put in his his notice at Children's Hospital and was like, I'm about to really get this venture going. And I'm super proud of him for doing that, man. It seemed it was a huge success on opening night. He had a lot of 
a lot of people come out, nice turnout. Um, and it's set up to where you pick your base of ice cream and they do have vegan options. So y'all know I was happy about that. You pick your ice cream base, which he has like 20 bases and then like 20 to 30 pieces that you can, you put one piece in and then two toppings. So he has like Oreos, he has like graham crackers, honey, he has strawberries, brownies, brownies blueberries, pretty much anything that you would want you could think of that goes in ice cream. You mix one in and then you can have two other toppings to go on top. And then I think the best part was like all of his sauces and stuff were free. Oh, like yeah. a lot of people try to charge you fifty cent for mm-hmm. a little drizzle, all the but sauces it's like are free. caramel sauces is free, the hot fudge sauce is Chocolate. free, and the strawberry sauce is free, and then whipped cream is free. Mm-hmm. So he definitely knows how to get people out, and it's um, like five ninety five per bowl, so not too expensive. Make sure y'all check out Ice Cream Rollery, man. Once again, shout out to Rashad. This was not a paid. Ad. <laughs> this was not a paid advertisement. <laughs> I just like getting my people on. I like seeing black-owned businesses, and I like seeing them being lifted off the ground. Um, and we went to the soft opening. So it opened last Saturday on the was that the thirteenth? The thirteenth yep. during like where was there was all that snow, and there was still like a line. I saw pictures like there were the line was outside the door. Nice. So, for ice cream in the middle of a winter storm. In the middle of a storm. <laughs> so, that tells you how legit it is. I mean, the line was pretty long when we went, but we had. we were the, the first, first customers. customers. So, he said we're going to go down in history because we yes, were his first we were ever his customers. first customers. And I know he appreciated the support. I'm still waiting on him to get back to me. So, Rashad, if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure you answer my interview questions because I would love to do a write-up on you for Fly Paper Magazine, and I'd love to get you some more publicity, get some people... You, Investing in your business, possibly, or if not, just coming out to enjoy it. I mean, just having some ice cream. Go get some ice cream, man. Let me, I don't know if I told you guys on here about me wanting rolled ice cream for months. Did I talk about that? We did talk about that. Oh, okay. Because I really wanted it. Really. Oh, bad. yeah. So if y'all go back to previous episodes, y'all will hear our discussion <laughs> yeah. about it. She <laughs> wanted to go to Simply Road. I'm like, no, we got to wait he for my dog Rashad. Wait. But, but was it worth it? It was worth it. I will say. I didn't make you wait. No, you did. You are like, I'm not going to go with you. <laughs> but when I offered to go that one time, you was like, nah. Because I knew you wait. didn't want to go. I knew that you wanted to wait. But I made you wait. I mean, you insisted. Did that sound better? No. <laughs> <laughs> you did insist. But nonetheless, we waited. It was worth it. The wait is always worth it. And it was great. Yeah, I agree. So there's that. Um... Anything else that we need to talk about before we dive in? Nope. Let's get into it. Um, do we do anything interesting? You just want to get straight to it. What, what? Oh, I went to a wedding expo. But How was that? It really made me realize. Actually, oh my gosh, this is an exclusive. I can share this story on here. I didn't even tell you. Wow. <laughs> I meant to tell you, I texted you, but I didn't finish the story. The wedding expo was really informative, but it also was reassurance that me and Box really are doing the right thing as far as like planning and like I felt so behind. I felt like we um, just didn't have things together mm-hmm. when we really do. Like the people there, I mean, it's sales, so of course they're trying to sell their services to you, but there was this guy who's a DJ who was trying to sell um his one of his djs to me and he's like yeah our minimum is like a thousand dollars and um you pick all the music blah 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 like just it was just crazy to me people really take advantage of the fact that you're getting married and they think that okay well no price is too much because you're getting married and this is that one day they like to pitch that to you like oh it's the the most important day of your life you want this, you want to have great music, you want to have great photos, you want this, blah, 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 blah. So, um, I mean, we have a lot of this stuff figured out, like, what we're going to do. But I was feeling, like, mildly, um, I don't know, a little just anxious because I'm like, you know, maybe we aren't doing the right things. Maybe we, like, need to readjust what we're doing. And... David Tutera was there and he was speaking. He was just talking about how people put so much emphasis in going to debt for one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feel like you have to have a certain type of wedding because that's what you've seen or what, that's what people do. 
and really it's just about you and your partner and like you guys being happy so it's like me and Vox I mean I think we pretty much have everything figured out as far as like companies that we're using and things that we're using for the wedding and it's never been our mission to be cheap about it but we did want to be smart because like everyone says it is one day and we do have a life to live after it so um i don't know i think after hearing that we definitely are on the right track to making our wedding really authentically us we want it to be um an experience and not an event because i would hate for somebody to feel like like they come to our wedding they're like oh this is just like every other wedding I've been to. Like, hey, we, we ain't going into too much detail there. I'm not going to spill anything, but I'm just saying, I do want it to be an experience. And so I don't... We can we can leave it right there. I Because then the expectations start building. <laughs> oh, and... well, don't have y'all's expectations too high. Just know that we, I want you to enjoy it as much as we are going to. Yeah. That's basically what I'm trying to say. There's not going to be like... A trampoline, like a circus, <laughs> and like acrobats and all that stuff. No, it's not going to be extravagant at all. But it's not going to be cheap. Well, it won't look cheap. <laughs> we just want to be smart about yeah. it. And he definitely, like I left feeling reassured and not feeling pressured by all these people. Like to have a great day, you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars because that's what they try to make you feel like. Yeah, I agree. You did tell me this, by the way. I didn't tell you this story, though. I didn't mean to talk that long about that. I might cut some of that out. I did not mean to talk that long. I was just venting. I, I can't remember the name of this company. But you know how we don't have, like, invitations to save the dates? So there was a stationary company there. So I, like, was like, oh, this is kind of convenient because, like, if it's local, I can just use them. So I went over there. The woman tried everything to avoid talking to me. And at first I thought, okay, this is me just, like, being sensitive. Like, that she's not doing this on purpose. So, this girl, like, it was, like, these two people there. She's talking to them. They walk away. She's looking around. Like, she looked at me. Then she looked around, like, to see if anybody else was coming up to, like, her booth. Nobody was coming up to her. So, like, I start walking up to her. She starts talking. She literally, like, turns somebody standing next to her, but, like, going towards another booth. She starts talking to them. Like, mm. just does not want to talk to me. So, I finally get up to her, and I'm like, hi. Like, you, like, I don't even have Save the Dates or invitations and she was just like oh yeah that's what we do we do save the day it's an invitations and just literally turned didn't say anything to me then start passing out like flyers to people about her company and i wish i could remember what it's called but i can't and i was just like okay well maybe that's a little prejudice but i didn't know so i'm just like whatever i don't need you to make my invitations and that's why i was super excited that i'm like you know what Everything that we figured out and everything that we decided on, we decided on the right things. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant to tell you. It was crazy. I thought Does it was going to be some. Prejudice? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a silver lining at the end. Of oh that. Like, no, she didn't. She didn't mean to look past you. That that's no, she did. <laughs> she did not want to talk to me. I'd have knocked her whole display over. It's like okay, well, you won't be getting my money. Not that it means much to you, but that's terrible. I know. So basically, if you. Anybody listening who's ever thought about going to a wedding expo, I mean, don't. if you get free tickets, <laughs> go, because I want free tickets. So shout out to Columbus Weddings Magazine. I think that's where I want them from. But if you don't get free tickets, I wouldn't go. So there's that. <laughs> um, I think that's all the updates. Oh, there's going to be a new vlog on my channel by the time you guys hear this. Oh, yeah. So check that out, because there's something special in there. We've been working today. Yeah, we have been working today. So yeah, check Finish the vlog in a podcast. Check that out. And um I think that's all my end. On my end, I've been just <laughs> you know me, man. I don't really spend a lot of time to kick back, but I have been, man. I've been kind of focused on my self care regimen and not letting too much stuff get to me. I've been sitting on my New Year's goals and resolutions. They've been going pretty well. Um, except for that milkshake I had today, but <laughs> everybody's allowed one little thing. Uh, but aside from that, man, everything's been going well. Just nothing out of the blue. It's been a pretty calm. Because school's about to start back. 
Yeah. And then his schedule's going to get crazy. We'll start school back tomorrow, and I'm not looking forward to it. But I'm looking forward to being done. I'm done on Cinco de Mayo. Like, I can't say that enough. That's like the perfect thing. We got to go to Canada. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, like three and we a half have months? We to though? do something festive. Ooh. Is that graduation or is that. It's graduation. So Cinco probably, de Mayo? Yeah, Cinco de Mayo is graduation. What? Yeah. That's going to be really fun. But yeah, man, I've just been, you know, chilling out. Working. Hanging out with me. Hanging out with you. Annoying this weirdo. Alright, let's dig into these topics. I kind of wish I had some water. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We. We were kind of talking about change and... We started getting into networking and how difficult that can be for women. And I can't remember what exactly we talked about that led me to this topic. If you guys paid attention, I'm pretty sure you would know and it would jog your memory. Like, oh, hey, that's why you talked about that. Mm -hmm. So if you figure out why I brought this up from our last episode, go ahead and tweet me. I'll have a surprise for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like that giveaway that we never did. (laughs) They're not going to trust us in our surprises. The giveaway is still coming. We're still working out the details. Mm-hmm. Just please, please bear with us. Yeah. But I wanted to go very, very, very... I'm sounding like 45. I was about to say, who are you 45? <laughs> I promise you, I was about to say, who are you 45? Um, just really quick, I wanted to go into the topic of toxic masculinity. Let's get it. So I want to ask you, what is it? What do you think? about it how does it affect people um okay can i answer those questions in a particular order can i just go for it go for it okay um toxic masculinity means a lot of different things to me and i think it's very very negative who am i 45 i guess um but it's one of those things, it's like, men feel like they can't cry. Something terrible happens in their life, or not even something terrible. Sometimes, honestly, I cry because, you know, I need a good cleansing. Like, mm-hmm. crying is just good for your soul. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, men feel like they can't cry, and I think it's dangerous. I can't imagine what I would feel like if being told as a kid like oh you're supposed to be tough you're supposed to be a man like you can't cry crying is for girls like crying makes you a sissy like it's so damaging to the point where those guys grow up and they're just like yeah something they lose a parent yeah i can't cry which i in my opinion i think that a lot of times When men are honing in those type of emotions, one, it is hard for them to be in healthy um, relationships with people or have healthy friendships because they don't know how to express love. Mm -hmm. And two, I do think that sometimes it can result in them being violent because that emotion has to come out some way. If you're not going to cry, you're not going to talk about it. I feel like violence is something... That makes you feel tough. It makes you feel like a man. You're handling it as a man should. Um, Another case of toxic masculinity. The story that I was reading about today about the college student who was stabbed 20 times. Mm. Stabbed 20 times because um, a guy thought he was hitting on him. So this the guy who was stabbed. I guess I'm. I don't know the whole story. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I think the guy that was stabbed was gay, and the guy who stabbed him initially showed interest in him, and then when the the guy who was killed pursued it, I guess the other guy was alarmed mm-hmm. and decided to take him. The guy trusted him enough to get in the car with him, and he took him to some woods and stabbed him 20 times and buried him. It's like you opened That's up that toxic. door for him. That's toxic to me. Yeah. To feel like... Oh, I mean, there obviously was something there that you were interested in. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if he's just like, oh, like, well, I can't come out as gay or I can't be gay or, and, you know, or maybe he thought away because this guy was living in his truth and he was too afraid to. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's toxic. I think that a lot of the standards that we have for men and a lot of the rules, air quote on that, that mm-hmm. we have for men, I think it's disgusting i think at a time when i was younger i'd probably be like oh i wouldn't want to be that's funny i remember being um in middle school and there was this guy he was very sensitive oh my gosh he would cry like he was always talking like he would express himself and he had a really big crush on me and i just thought he was such a like i'm like oh my gosh he's so soft like he's so emotional blah 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 like oh who would date a guy like that? Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad for ever thinking that and saying that. And I hope he never changed because <laughs> I do. Because you realize that people, guys who cannot talk about how they feel or can't be open about their emotions, that's not healthy. It's not okay. I'm very grateful that Box is very open about his feelings and like he's not afraid to cry he's not a cry baby but he's not afraid to cry if he's upset about something and i think it definitely helps with our connection and like feeling like there is a genuine connection there because i'm allowed to see him be vulnerable and i think that men should be allowed that space to be vulnerable because if not i think it does turn into violence and people being killed and i think it just can get really dark and dangerous if we don't have that space for men just like with women everybody needs that space to be open i don't know if i answer all three of your questions but <laughs> yeah you did, you did you did a really good job Thank um, you. i think you also hit on an important piece about vulnerability like oftentimes a lot of people don't understand that in order to be vulnerable it's like you said they need a safe space in order to be vulnerable and if they've never had that safe space then all we're all we are doing as a society is perpetuating a cycle in which we're creating these I don't even like saying men because if you can't embrace how you feel, mm-hmm. if you can't speak on your emotions, then you're not really a man. Like you're just a robot. Like you were conditioned mm-hmm. to, oh, don't cry, don't snitch. Like don't. Well, snitching is a different thing. It depends. It depends on what <laughs> you snitching on. Box still saying no yeah, snitching. It, it depends on what you snitching on. <laughs> I mean, no talking about your emotions. Yeah, in terms of talking about your emotion, though, man. I mean, I don't know. It's just really. It's a difficult difficult concept for me to grasp because I was always granted the opportunity to, you know, cry or feel like it was okay to express emotions. Like one thing that my mom and my dad, they both let me know, like, I mean, yeah, you can cry, but you're going to do so in a respectful manner. Like, don't be flopping around. Don't be throwing tantrums. Like you can cry, you can be upset, but you need to use your words to explain why you're upset more than you're using your actions. So it was like a nice balance for me. Like I was able to like develop the tools that I needed to not only let you know that I was not only let you know what was wrong, but also show you what's wrong through like the passion behind the tears. But like, you know, back to the perpetuating cycle thing that I was talking about, I think it starts with kids. Like you said, it's, Oh, you want to cry? Suck it up. I'll give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. So I we don't hate, have... Oh, I hate that. I'll give yeah. you something to cry about. So we don't have an outlet for that. But then you turn around and if we want to wrestle with our friends or we want to fight our friends or push them around, it's, oh, boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. So girls cry, but boys aggress. And I think that that's where toxic masculinity kind of gets its uh, manifestation. I took a gender and communications class where basically it was it was like we talked about communication and like boys and communication and girls and it was crazy because it talks about how we're raised and like the communication skills that girls are taught the communication skills that boys are taught so then as we get older we wonder why we can't have these healthy relationships when girls when we're little babies they teach us oh girls are motherly and we play with Barbies and we play house and we're neat and we're clean and we cry and we're emotional and boys are mean and rough and tough and mm-hmm. like they don't want to settle down they just and then you expect these people to to grow up and be on the same playing yeah. field where we're not we do, we're not because we are not I and in a way I do feel really bad for guys because they are not afforded the space a lot of times mm-hmm. to be vulnerable yeah and what people don't understand about vulnerability, I was actually getting into that point, is 
if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable, i.e. experiencing the negative emotions that come with life, that's being sad, that's being frustrated, that's being depressed, that's being uh, guilty, dealing in grief, like all of the negative emotions that come, like if you don't allow yourself the space to experience those emotions, then the positive emotions aren't going to feel as sweet because you got to be able to experience the lows in order to really appreciate the highs. So if I neglect guilt, if I neglect shame, if I neglect depression, then anytime I come in contact with elation, I come in contact with happiness, I come in contact with joy, I'm not going to be able to appreciate those because it's like I have a baseline, which is, oh, I ignore everything below the surface. I engage in things in the surface and I try to appreciate, you know, the above baseline things, i.e. those positive emotions I'm talking about. You're not like, you, well, basically what I'm saying is you can't appreciate the positive if you don't go through the negative as well. Because the negative can help give you an appreciation for the positive in a way that it's like, oh, I know I don't want to experience these emotions again. Let me make sure I cling to these more positive ones but without neglecting the negative. It's, it's a kind of, it's a lot. And even on a simpler scale, you have to deal with it some way. Like, you can't just get out of dealing with something. So, if you try to, like, okay, I'm not going to deal with that, you're going to displace it. And you're going to more than likely deal with it in a way that's not very positive or Mm. that's not very productive. Yeah. So, um... I don't know. I I guess it does really start with kids, but I think that, um... It's it's really unfortunate because, I mean, women, we always talk about, like, in our, we want a man who will listen to us, who will, um, you know, let us cry, be our shoulder to cry on, but, like, sometimes they need the shoulder, too, and we shouldn't make them feel, like, less of a man for doing that. Yeah. Because, if anything, I respect Fox a lot more for being that open and being willing to cry in front of me, knowing the standard that men are held to, like, oh, men don't cry. So being willing to be that vulnerable in front of me and be able to cry. Yeah. And then, you know, even going back to toxic masculinity, we have these individuals who don't know how to handle rejection. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to, you know, be told no. They don't know how um, to necessarily deal with feeling unwanted by a woman so then they do these drastic things to kind of overcompensate whether it be verbal whether it be physical oh you ugly anyway <laughs> B you got a mustache and nobody trying best. to hit on you like or there's even been cases where girls have turned guys down and they've resorted to killing because it's like I've never been in a mm-hmm. space to where I felt vulnerable I've never been in a space to deal with the negative emotions of rejection so it's like hmm this is new to me let me go ahead and or or feeling that Entitled to somebody's phone number, yeah, or entitled to somebody in general that oh you're you're not interested in me. Okay, I'm gonna kill you because it yeah. it, it takes such a shot at your ego that you can't take that and that person you have to kill that person. There's something wrong there. And There's also, something wrong in in your brain to think that that person owes you any of their time. Yeah, I also think that's kind of where the rape culture starts too. Because it's like, how dare this woman tell me no? Do you not know who I am? Do you not know like what I've done? Blah blah blah. So then, like you said, they start to feel entitled. And I also think that a big part of that is when we're younger. This is something that Nish and I have talked about a lot. Like when we're younger, and I'm sure a lot of you women can attest to it as well. But if a guy was being mean to you, if he was picking on you, if he was talking about you, if he was pushing you around, bullying you. The first thing you hear from your teachers, your parents, your friends is, oh, he just likes you. He just has a crush on you. I think that we need to nip that in the bud. We need to teach our sons uh, more positive ways. And women, too, because women can, they'll pick on you when they like you. I think we need to teach each other more positive ways to interact, more appropriate ways to express feelings towards someone as opposed to picking on them, being mean to them. Because then it's like, all you're teaching a younger woman at that state is hmm, abuse. Yeah, abuse. If I if he abuses me, he likes me. Exactly. That's where the nice guys finish last narrative started. Exactly. That's where all this mumbo jumbo tomfoolery began because 
when she gets in that abusive relationship, it's like, oh, he must care. Oh, he put his hands on me. Well, I've learned at an early age, if he hits you, he likes you. So I have to stay in this situation. I have to work through this. And I think that's bogus. I've never liked that. I remember being a kid and guys being mean to me or like pulling my hair or making fun of me. And... Tell them run that fade. <laughs> People telling me like, "Oh, they just like you." And I w- like, I'm a very sensitive person. I, w- I was gonna say I was a very sensitive child, but I've grown into a very sensitive adult too. I'm a very, I'm just very sensitive. I'm a very sensitive person. That you are. But you know it's not what? Bad, There's nothing wrong with it's it. It's not bad. Um, somebody has to be sensitive, I guess. I guess I was just the chosen one, chosen one of many. I know <laughs> there are plenty of um, sensitive people out there, but. Yeah. Um, I remember my dad telling me, like, you know. Real quick, can I say something before you get into that? Yeah, just I hope I don't forget. You're talking about your dad. Okay. But I just don't want to forget this. This is something that Malcolm taught me a while ago. Like, I think sensitive has such a negative connotation to it. But when you look up the definition of sensitive, they're good things. It's like a person having or displaying quick and delicate appreciation of others' feelings. I love the word delicate. Quick to detect or respond to slight changes, signals, or influences. A person believed to respond to influences. Like, I mean, it's just like... Uh, let's see. It reminds me of a flower. When you... Like, that definition yeah. reminds me of a flower. So I'm like a flower! Yeah, Shout like out sensitive. to all my, my fellow flowers. Like, when you're sensitive, you're not only sensitive to your feelings but you're sensitive to that of others so you can acknowledge when someone's feeling away you can read body language you can read cues that let you know like hey this person may not be quite comfortable let me figure out what's going on with them let me tell you something this is off topic but then i'll get right back to it i remember one time it was a few years ago this one i mean i know they were (laughs) waiting on that right (laughs) they were like what they're gonna go a whole episode um 30 minutes but go ahead um (laughs) This woman, like, prophesized over my life. It was crazy. But she said something to me. And this woman didn't know me at all, so I totally believe this because she did not know me. She said something about me being a really sensitive person and, like, things always get to me and bother me. But she was saying, don't look at it as a burden. Look at it as a blessing because, like, God gave me that gift for a reason. It's like a gift. That's how I should look at it. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I don't, but I'm really trying to get back to that. But let me get to what my dad said. So my dad will always tell me, like, you don't respond to guys treating you that way. You respond to kindness. So I don't know where I lost that um, in my youth, but I did. <laughs> but um, Because you ain't respond to me. <laughs> but that it, it does turn into a really negative cycle, and we – these guys that treat us terribly and talk to us terribly, we think that that's love. And even though, you know, I've had, you can't even blame my dad and his example because I have an amazing father and he's an amazing husband to my mom. And I had an amazing example in my life, but, um, I don't know. I just thought, okay, guys that are nice to you, who cares? Guys that are mean to you. Yes. Like, that means he really likes me. That means he's really into me. And um, then you do, like, guys, like, box. You brush them off to the side because you're just like, oh, he could be my friend. Like, he'd be a really good best you friend. You ain't brush me off to the side now. <laughs> hey, we ain't about to pull that. But <laughs> you no, see how she tried to slide no, that in there? I'm saying not. I wasn't speaking about you specifically, but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> guys like box. <laughs> yeah, like you're, just like, you're just like, oh, my gosh, he'd be a great best friend. And, um you know, then the the nice guy, I'm not saying box, this is in, just in general, the nice guy gets turns bitter and he's like, okay, I'm being nice to all these girls for what? So then they start playing girls and then the, the girl gets hurt and abused and whatever else she decides and then she wants the nice guy and the nice guy's already out breaking hearts and it's just a terrible, terrible, terrible cycle. So it definitely starts with kids. We need to teach our kids better communication skills, boys and girls alike. We need to let our boys cry. Yes. Um, we don't need to, like, reprimand them for showing emotion or being soft, air quotes. Um, they're a child. And I don't think that we should take... being. I think being a child is one of the most innocent stages of life. And I think that we should allow them that innocence, boy or girl. So, it all boils down to communication. 
Shout out to all my communication degrees out there. We need y'all. <laughs> we need more of y'all. And hey, listen, I'm going to be the first to say, I know a lot of people try to shame communication majors, but these are often the same people who don't know how to communicate, who can't keep a friendship, who can't keep a relationship. And then you want to turn around and crap on somebody who does communicate. Like, no, you stay in your lane. You can't do what they do, and they may not be able to do what you do. But we might be able But they might be able to do what you do. <laughs> like, communication majors get a lot of crap, and I think it's because people wish that they majored in communication. I took one communication class in my undergrad career, and had it not been the last semester of my senior year, I would have taken much more because I really learned more in that class than I learned in any other of my gen ed or elective classes. And people think you're just learning about talking, and it's like you're really not. You're really getting to the root of, like, communication. You're going through all these different, like, dynamics of of communication, and um, I really enjoyed it. And it does, like, help me in everyday life. It's really funny how similar, um, like, box and his psychology and like me and my communication it's very similar in yeah. some ways i was just thinking about that like we kind of talk about the same there's a lot of overlapping terms mm -hmm. i just think that the subtle difference is that in psychology it's more it's more based from like internal mm -hmm. factors and then psychology is like how the external factors affect the internal factors and the communication is the opposite yeah how that's the internal exactly factors it. affect the external factors yeah and then I think communication also is, like, a lot about relationships, too. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just various relationships and dynamics of those relationships and effects of communication. Those It's just a lot. But, um, yeah, so that's half of... Oh, I guess we can uh, transition on to the next topic. This These might be our only two topics because we're getting a little long here. <laughs> um, this... Should we give a disclaimer before we get into this? Sure. Um, this might... Random disclaimer! Are we going to get into to 45? I mean, he said... <laughs> <laughs> real quick. Real you quick. You said it just like real quick. <laughs> he described African countries as... I'll try not to cuss. He described African countries as s-hole countries. That's crazy that we're quoting him and we can't, like... To be modest on our own podcast, we can't even say what he said. I can't quote the president of the United the, States. That's insane. This is the second time that that's happened. If if Obama <laughs> said one foul word in office, we would not have heard the end of it. This dude has called people <laughs> SOBs. He said, get that a-hole off the field. Mm. He said... Grab that woman by the... Yeah. They North Korea best not. <laughs> they best not. That's Kids not deserve funny. to go outside <laughs> and play <laughs> and be with their families and have a good time. Goodness. But um, yeah, he said all this stuff in office. But yeah, you know, back to it. He said because <laughs> he just trying to get to us. We can go to our next topic. He said. I don't even want to say it. Anymore. Don't say it. It's just. And you know there are people making excuses for it, and it's just like. But it's, it's okay it's for. It's draining. It's almost as if he's really, 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 really working with Putin. I wouldn't put it past him. And he said something about like he would prefer um, immigrants from Norway. And then it was so funny because on Twitter, people from Nor Norway were like, "We have no reason to want to be in the United States. <laughs> like they have Norway's a good country. They have universal health care. Like they have." paid i think maternal and paternal leave and it's like an extended period of time it's pretty long like they're doing pretty well they're like we have no reason to come to the united states so there's that they can come teach us how <laughs> to operate a... and then there are people defending what he said like i mean oh well those countries like obviously they're pretty bad if those people are trying to leave there it's like okay let's go back a few hundred years um when you guys were leaving england yeah. So should yeah. everybody go back to their blank whole country? And shout out to my dog, Kersey. When I was just showing you Westside Vintage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was actually on Twitter today. He said something that I hadn't really thought about, but I wish I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, 
I'm trying to think. I don't like butchering people's tweets, but it was something along the lines of how come when we express our, our distaste for this country, when we express how we don't like the way things are run here, people will tell us, well, you know, go somewhere else, leave this country, go if you don't like this country, leave, essentially. Mm-hmm. But if anyone else tries to follow that same advice from another country, they don't like the way that their country's operating, they want to come here, we don't allow them that opportunity. So we can tell our own to, you know, leave here if you don't like it, go. But they can't <laughs> leave their country and come seek better exactly. opportunities, freedom of religion, freedom, essentially. It just doesn't make sense. Like, have that same energy when people want to leave their the, country. They're the here. most, like... They have no ground to stand on. They're so back and forth. They're very situational. They make no real points. And it's come to the point for me, and actually I can say this very freely, it's come to the point where, to me, where it's just like, if you entertain anything that he says, if you've ever supported him, like, I don't want anything to do with you. Because there's no defending this person. There's no defending this administration. There's no defending any of these comments and things that he said. It's just... It's the same old thing, just a different day. It's yeah. frustrating. It's the same old song, man. And it just really points out to you just how racist things are. And I don't, I mean, this is like negative to say, but I really don't think that things are going to change. I mean, it's getting to the point now that I, I've never been one to try to give up hope. I've always <laughs> considered myself an optimist. But, I mean, it's really hard, especially considering... This is the best we have to offer as a country. And I can just sit and imagine how many people are laughing at us. Mm-hmm. How many people think that they're dreaming that this is some type of joke. Oh, I feel like it's a dream every day. I, I hate told that you about people that Canadian say, I'm couple happy that it's ha- I ha- I'm happy that it happened because um, now we have to deal with it. Or now, like, we're learning. Did we need to learn this? Did yeah, you this need to learn harsh. this? Because I, 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 I think I was fine. <laughs> But who, like, who is learning? Because the people who should be learning are the are, people who put him in office. The pe- Fox News are the people who are, whenever something comes out that he did, they're either defending it, making excuses, or talking about Hillary and her emails. <laughs> right. If you watch oh Fox News, I'm sorry, you're uneducated, and you are the problem in this country. And stop giving <laughs> Fox News power, man. Like, they are only... Saying these ignorant things because they want to get a rise, they want to get a reaction out of people, and when you give mm-hmm. them that, you they give love them power. It. So then it's like, oh yeah, people are eating us up. Mm-hmm. That's why I will never say that one girl's name oh, ever. Yeah. And I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I will never say her name again. I don't care how many black men she's been with, how many twenty one savage bars she's many, quoted. And for any one, ooh, I was about to get angry. For any, I I think a lot of times people trolls on Twitter like to say, oh yeah. Um, like, they like to make it seem like black women are mad about stuff that we're not even thinking about. Um, but for any black man who feels like we feel a way about them being attracted to her, that's your stupidity because she's the one who's saying that black men should be killed in the street. So if you're okay with saying that person's attractive and you want to sleep with her, that's a reflection of you and not black women. We don't care. I personally don't think she's attractive. No, when I was on this cruise, my last cruise that I went on, I, <laughs> it was last year. Dang, it, it was last year. Around this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we met them, and then they were super cool. They were just talking about, like, yeah, man, I just can't believe that you guys got him in office. Like, of all people, you guys got 45. He said his name, of course. He was like, you guys got 45 in office. 45? 45? Like, he just kept saying his name over and over again. And he was just, like, so disappointed. He was like, I thought it was a joke at first. Like, I woke up and saw that on the news, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then all this talk about the wall, it just really pissed him off. So then our crews went to Jamaica, Haiti, and Mexico. And then when we went to Mexico, I guess they they weren't with us. They had, like, a completely different tour guide. Like, they went about their own itinerary. And they asked the driver, hey, can you take me to the exhibit where you guys are building the wall? I would love to see that. And they didn't find that funny at all. So I don't know why he did that. But ultimately, <laughs> like, what the, my point of bringing up the Canadians was people from these other countries, they see what we're doing. Like, they understand what's going on here. They know that they wouldn't want it for themselves. So they laugh at us for allowing this to happen to ourselves. And it's just, if it's embarrassing, man. Like, it is embarrassing. I can't go anywhere without somebody asking me, 
how. And it's sad that people... I didn't vote for him. This is what... Right, I didn't vote for him. It's sad that that this is what it took for people to learn, although I don't understand what they're learning. But it's sad that you have to be under this type of administration to learn this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... I don't know. Whatever. Shout out to the people who are learning things. Shout out to Joyner. Realizing things. Shout out to Joyner Lucas. On that I'm Not Racist video. I'm pretty sure we talked about that before. If you have not watched Joyner Lucas, I'm Not Racist, please watch that video in its we'll entirety. Link it. We'll link it on here. But he was just, the black guy, when he got to his side of the story, he was saying, yeah, um, we got Obama in office that essentially made you guys mad. So then you put 45 <laughs> in office to give us payback for that. Like, And it was like, wow. But it's, like, it's not, I mean, this is an interesting question. Who do you think this administration has the biggest effect on? I guess that'd be, mm. like, economically. So maybe that's not a good question. But at least, like... I mean, for for black people, I don't think... The most effect. Besides, like, economically, I don't think that black people are in that bad of shape. Because it's like, alright, we kind of we know where we stand with you. Like, oh, easy, Muslims. Oh, that is... Easy. People are getting beat up every day at school for their beliefs. Well, I, and you know what? He Mexicans too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they they came to mind, but I don't think that they have it as bad as Muslims. It's crazy. Like, he it's put like travel bans on Muslim. Countries. It's every woman too, like women, even white women. It's everybody except for white white men. Like he's attacked everybody. We're over time. I'm sorry. Gosh. <laughs> he has attacked everyone. He's a tyrant. Get him out! Yeah, he's a tyrant. Okay, well, this is not even a, a better topic, so this is a pretty dark episode. This is kind of us jumping from the toxic masculinity. So, as you guys know, the 45 segment that was kind of squeezed in after our toxic <laughs> masculinity, this was the this initial is, transition. Yeah, this is the initial transition. So, here is the disclaimer, because this is a very sensitive topic. So, um... Random disclaimer! There we go. <clears throat> don't... I don't... I mean, don't take offense. Or, or come to this with an open mind. And if you take offense, do some talk to us about it. Yeah, yeah. do some reflection first if yeah. you take offense. Yeah, do some reflection. But we're not those type of people that are like, oh, what we say is set in stone. This is our opinion. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. if you feel like anything we say... I've had people come up to me and challenge me. And it wasn't... It wasn't Malcolm. But I, <laughs> like, well, like, it was Malcolm. It, it, was, it wasn't Malcolm this time. Like, Malcolm, he'll, he'll put it on Twitter. Malcolm so will just tweet. Know. Yeah, but, like, I've had people come up to me and talk to me about some topics that we've brought up. And we had the discussion. I'm like, well, here's my piece on it. What's your piece? And then we came... Mm -hmm. We didn't necessarily come to an agreement, but we came to an understanding. And also, with topics like this, understand that everybody comes from their own experience. We see things through our experiences. So... I try a lot of times to see things through other people's experience, but don't feel like just because you have a certain connection to something that what you feel is the another person's truth. Because I won't say it's not the truth. It's not. It, it may not be another person. Just be have an open mind. Okay, that's the disclaimer. All right, let's get to it. So, um, over the weekend, um, an article was released about. Um, would you call it, what would you call it? A sexual encounter? Yeah. A sexual encounter with a woman and Aziz Ansari. And, um, I don't know if you guys have read the article. It was a really hard read. I couldn't, my sister sent it to me because she wanted my thoughts on it. And I couldn't really get through it because it was just, in my opinion, it was terribly written. It was just not a good article. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, I, I think that does have an effect on how people feel about the story because it was hard to read. Did you read it? I didn't. Yeah, it was not easy to read. I had your your summary. <laughs> um, well, that's not the best, but <laughs> basically um, this woman went on a date. Well, she met him at an award show. Um, he asked for a number. She gave it to him. A few days later, he texted her, asked her if they wanted to go on a date. They went on a date. They went to dinner. He had bought a bottle of wine. She would have preferred white, but he had red. She felt like on the date he wanted to have sex with her. 
and decided, okay, well, let's go back to his apartment. Um, he was, I guess, trying to have sex with her. She didn't want to. He performed oral sex on her. She performed oral sex on him. I think she did it twice. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, like I said, I scanned the article. Um, then he, she, he asked, I think he kept trying to have sex and she said maybe later or maybe, maybe later. He, um, then I guess her non-verbals were saying no, but she was saying maybe and he kept trying, kept trying. And then eventually I guess she wanted to leave. He didn't fight with her about it. He called her an Uber. She left. She texted him. I guess a little later on, I was just saying, like, you know, I felt uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. He apologized for feeling that way. And now she's, it happened in September, and now she's speaking out and saying that she was assaulted by him. So, Fox, I don't know if I should go first or you should go first, but. And again, that was a really quick skim version. I'm, I'm sure I probably missed pieces, but it was a really hard article to read. It wasn't good. So, um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I think that for me, it was really hard to call this assault. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was rape. And I think it was really hard for me to call assault. Um, I think a lot of times with, with this new movement and people being, afforded the platform to speak out about their experiences i think it is very helpful but i think sometimes it's like a spectrum and some people are just kind of like oh you know that's not really well you know it doesn't really classify classify as assault i don't know i feel rude saying that because it's that woman's experience and so that's why i said like this is pretty touchy but um I think in some situations, we do need to look at both sides. We can't just... Because there was a thread, and I, I completely disagreed with this thread. It said, men need to... Um, just because a woman isn't saying no doesn't mean her nonverbals aren't saying no, and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not being a pick-me and trying to, like, cap for guys, but... I mean, I, and I know nonverbals are 50% of communication or whatever the percentage is, but, you know, as an adult, you have to at least attempt to use your no to affirm, like, okay, no, I don't want to do this, make it known. I think that this girl, although maybe it was an uncomfortable situation, I think there were, there were mistakes that she made, and I feel like, um... He definitely probably read her feelings wrong. I don't know, Box, if a... <laughs> this is awkward, but if a girl... It's not awkward. If a girl in your past life, because mm-hmm. you're a new man now... But your, I'm about to be someone's <laughs> husband, bro. In a past life, if you were in this situation, like, in a, you were in a situation where, like, you went on a date with a girl, you guys had dinner, um, it was, like, flirty, she went back to your apartment with you and like she didn't she didn't say no she didn't want to have sex she said maybe maybe later like how would you take that i'm not gonna try yeah and i've had to talk to you about this before like me like knowing who i was in the past <laughs> a long long time ago um <laughs> and then my best friend he can attest to this too but I'm not gonna say which one you guys can piece that together if y'all want. <laughs> you know who they're gonna <laughs> say. It's not Malcolm. I hated Malcolm at this time. But <laughs> I did we hate have Malcolm. To get Malcolm, Malcolm and here. I we did not like each other at first. But um so, you know, back in the day, if I was interested in a girl, she came over to the dorm or she came over to the apartment or whatever, I would never in my life make the first move. Like I will go to sleep. And not touch you before I make the first move. Because I never wanted to get in a situation like that. To where it seems as if I forced myself or it seems as if I was being pushy. Like, in high school, we used to call that digging. Like, oh, bro, you digging for the box. Like, you thirsty. Why are you digging? If you was trying to, like, I'm not even going to say force yourself, but if you was begging for it or if you kept making attempts and it didn't really seem like it, like she was on it, then we would say that you was digging and that was never cool. So with us, we would 
wait for the girl to make the first move or she got to show like some super strong sign that she wanted me to take it the next step before mm-hmm. I try anything. I just, I mean, I don't know. I was always scared about that. And my mom always said, you know, no means no. Make sure that you're not like being pushy. You're not being too, too extra or whatever. And I took that way far left. I'm like, okay, you say don't be too pushy. I'm not going to push at all. So if yeah. you don't throw it at me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try. Okay. That's you. I'm saying in this situation, okay, so it's hard to ask, is he wrong? Because in a sense, yes. Do you think that this was assault? In, I personally don't because if you, you have to look at it from all angles. If we're going to look at it from her angle, we have to look at it from his angle as well. We don't know what his tolerance level is for alcohol. I say that to say when people become inebriated, when people get drunk, their motor skills, their ability to like observe and assess situations, it all diminishes. So we don't know how drunk he was. We don't know if he was able to pick up on the nonverbals that she didn't want it. To him, them nonverbals could have looked. And we don't even know if the nonverbals were really a thing. Like that could just be all report after the fact, hindsight report. She could have been, in his eyes, asking for it with her with her nonverbals, giving him batting eyelashes that's anything no, like and, that. and that's another thing when she i thought it was so interesting that she said she didn't say no she said maybe or maybe it, later because tone is everything like yeah. she could have said like oh maybe yeah. or maybe later or she could have been like oh maybe maybe yeah. later yeah like it's and it's clear that the latter is <laughs> well, no, i really don't want to <laughs> right but, yeah, we don't know what the tone was and for her to say maybe later maybe later <laughs> Later is anywhere between one second from now and two thousand years from now. Like yeah. that's a very but that's broad implying range. that it will, it could happen. Yeah, and the way that not even in terms of sex, but like if in middle school I had this this mindset of like if someone ever said I don't know, it meant no because it had no in it. If they say maybe, it means yeah because it has Y E A in it. Oh, wow. So I always thought that. I'm like, if somebody say maybe, it's a much stronger chance that it's going to be a yes. So for her to say maybe, he could have interpreted that as, oh, yeah, she definitely wants it. She's, D- <clears throat> she's DTF. She, you know, she's down for the go. She's down for the cause. I think um, there were just some, there were some comments about, um, I forgot where I was going to go with this. But basically, um... I don't know, to me, it was, situations like this kind of take away from situations where people have been undoubtedly, is that a word, undoubtedly, Mm -hmm. raped, assaulted, abused, like, there's no doubt the person said no, it was a definite, defined no, and they were still taken advantage of. Um, I mean, I do think that he, I don't know, could possibly have read her nonverbals, but I also think that she should have been a responsible adult and said no, if that's not what she wanted to do. And then this is for me personally, cause I've seen a lot of backlash about this on Twitter. My parents always told me, you know, some things you can't avoid happening, mm-hmm. but you can put your, you can keep yourself out of situations where you can expedite the chances of something happening. So it's like if I just met a guy and we went on a date and I already felt like he wanted to have sex with me on the date and I didn't want to, more than likely I'm not going to go to his apartment just because it's like okay, I'm already getting these vibes from you from dinner, so I don't think I'm gonna go back to your apartment where I'm pretty sure you're gonna try to do that yeah. even more. So why not? But I've seen a lot of backlash about that on Twitter. Like, oh, well, you should be able to go to his apartment and him not expect that. And it's like, okay, well, maybe in, like, a perfect world. But- well, then you should. <laughs> and that's the same thing as saying, well, if you go to his apartment, you should expect that he's going to try. Like, you can't say that. What? Like, oh, she, you should be able to go to his apartment and, like, him not try. Mm-hmm. I can just as easily say, well, you should expect you should know oh. that if you go to his apartment, you should expect him to try. Yeah. Like, it, it goes twofold. Yeah. So, and if you know, like you said, if you know, if I know I don't want to have sex with you, like I can never speak to a woman's perspective because I'm not a woman, but mm-hmm. if I was a woman and I know that I don't want to have sex with you 
and I know for a fact that you're going to try to have sex with me, I'm not going to put myself yeah. in a position to where we will have sex because I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Why go over there if you know you didn't want it? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And, and so, it, then to say, oh, he tried to force, she felt like he was trying to get her drunk. They didn't finish the bottle, <laughs> and he left the bottle on the table. He wasn't like, oh, come on, keep drinking. Yeah, come keep on, come drinking. On. drink. Yeah, and it wasn't nah, like, it was time. wine. Like, it wasn't like tequila shots, like, trying to get her or wasted. freaking Quaalude or something. Yeah, like, it was like wine. I mean, you can get drunk off wine. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm just saying, like, it was wine and dinner, that's pretty standard. Um, I'd say he was pretty classy. Yeah. I don't say he deserves I don't to have think sex he, off of that. Men don't. There's no, but that was classy. There's no obligation for sex ever. Mm-mm. But... I definitely do think that there, so it's kind of like this, the situation with Serena Williams. And I remember if you guys remember the Steubenville case when Serena Williams asked, where were the girl's parents? And people were like, Oh, you're victim blaming and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I mean, it's not really victim blaming, but it is a fair question. You 17 years old getting drunk at a college party. Where, are, where, your where are your parents? That is a legitimate question that I think we all should should ask. You're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, eighteen and nineteen is a teenager, but you are a minor teenager, bro. At seventeen, she wasn't in college; she was a high school student. So it's just That's like, unacceptable. Why, where were your parents? Where are your not? Parents? There's no. Let's say this here and now. There's no circumstance or situation where anyone deserves rape, ever. There's nothing that nothing. And Serena never once said. She deserved yeah. it, or it should have happened. And the backlash that she received was crazy. It's like, I think in these situations, we just get so focused on like, okay, no, this person did it, they're bad. It's like, we need to really assess from both sides anytime. And I mean, I've never been a victim of, um, or a survivor of assault or rape, thank God. But, you know, in every situation, it's like, we have to look at it from both sides. And you have to, like girls who go out and, get belligerently drunk and go home with people. I've known, I knew a guy who got kicked out of school because this girl got super drunk, slept with him and said he raped her and then got kicked out of school. Whether it was rape or not, I wasn't there, I don't know. But it's just like, you know, guys go out and get belligerently drunk too. And how are they supposed to know like that, oh, this is, this is how this person is belligerently drunk. Like this is, they're not consenting. They don't know. So I think that we just really need to, we need to take accountability in ourselves and our own actions. And I'm not saying women should try to avoid being raped or they're responsible for avoiding it. I'm just saying that, I don't know, for me, I try to be as responsible as possible to Mm -hmm. not put myself in situations where it's more likely to happen to me because I know it can happen. If it's going to happen, then what can I do? But I try to avoid it as much as possible. And I still feel like I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. I don't care. We're not trying to be insensitive. We're not trying to be insensitive, but at the same time, like I say in every single podcast that I feel like we talk about sensitive topics and that we're going to offend somebody, I always say, if you feel offended, if you have a concern about something we discuss, bring it to us. Like, we're not monsters. We're not going to, you know, completely disregard how you feel, but we would like to know why you feel offended about something. And we're not saying that anyone deserves to be sexually assaulted ever. Like that's not a message we're trying to convey, but we do think that there are two sides. Like everybody plays their part in, in things guys. You need to quit taking stuff that don't belong to you. 
quit being pressed. Quit you're being not thirsty. obligated to anything. You're not obligated to anything. You don't deserve to do it just because you took somebody to dinner. Or you're nice. Yeah, and women, you can dress how you want. <laughs> like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Oh, yeah. she was dressed like that. She was asking for it. No, you can dress how you want. You can you drink. You can drink. You, but you need to be mindful of how much you're drinking. If you know that your if you know your tolerance is three drinks, don't go trying to have five. Um, know your tolerance, know your limits, and don't put yourself in situations that you can be raped if you can avoid it. Like mm-hmm. that's all we're saying. You don't deserve it. You never deserve it. But don't put yourself in positions to where it's more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. That's all. If and that if you're offended sense. by that, I don't care, bro. I really don't care. Fight me. Box is like being super transparent this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're just gonna wrap it up there. <laughs> this, yeah, but this was a good conversation. This episode, this was really fun. Um, yeah, I hope you guys come back next week. Yeah, come back. <laughs> we're next gonna week, be a little man. more lighthearted. I hope. Next well, yeah, week. yeah, we're gonna chill out. These last three weeks, I think we've been alone. All right. We, all right. <laughs> yeah, we just we've been guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank y'all for tuning in to this 11th episode of Case Rotation. Please bear with us. Please continue to be patient. Mm-hmm. We are going to get these giveaway details situated. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Um, we've just been a lot. We've been pretty busy. Got some things going on. Um, but, you know, we're enjoying every moment of this busyness and mm-hmm. we wouldn't trade it. Well, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Nish would probably <laughs> trade me for a couple hundred bucks. But... That's a little, a little low. <laughs> um, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Case Rotation. Um, make sure to uh, comment and like. Wait, do you like on iTunes? No, this is not YouTube. Sorry. <laughs> make sure you comment. And subscribe. Um, and rate us on iTunes. And yes, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Spinzo, S-P-I-N-Z-Z-Z-O. And you can follow me on Instagram at Spinisha Simone. And be sure to check out my new blog. Um, it's from our trip to Miami. I know, like a month and a half late, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> This was my birthday, yo. <laughs> it's from his birthday, but it's cute. Um, and my next video is not going to be a vlog. It's going to be a sit-down video with me and Box. And I don't know what we're going to do yet, but it's going to be my first, like, in-studio video. So that'll be really fun. So I'll be here pretty soon. But, yeah. Um, Tune into the game, and we have a special announcement in this vlog. Oh, yeah, there's a special announcement for the wedding and the vlog. So now... And we're not going to say what the announcement <laughs> is. We're not going to say... Yeah. We're not giving any hints. If you would like to see what this wedding announcement is, check out the vlog. It's a little toward the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and is there anything else before we sign off? Nope. Make sure you follow Box at Box Jetson. On everything. On, on everything. Keep Twitter, it, Instagram. Keep it real simple. Um, Snapchat. Don't add me on Snap, though, because you're going to be. You heard him say it the last uh, few times. You're going to be in that graveyard. Um. I'm not my, I'm not taking any more snap friends is dead for that. I think I got more snap so requests than I got snap friends. You're so mean. Um I hope that's everything. I don't want to forget something. My DMs closed. I wish I could see the face I just my made. My DMs is closed. <laughs> um okay. Hey, well, what time that Louisiana fried bacon close? Okay guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> I think like Bevin <laughs> Bye. All right, y'all.